Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Um, I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. I think that's what greatness is or should be. It's not something that's, that, that lives and dies with one person. Mm. It's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person that then inspires another person. And that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. Yeah. And uh, I think that's our challenge as people is to, um, is to figure out how our story can impact others and mm. motivate them in a way to create their own greatness. Hey everybody, I'm Cedric Hawkins and welcome to episode 45 of the Said Talks podcast. Today is November the 11th of 2020. Happy Veterans Day to all of my veterans out there or people who are serving in the military right now. Your effort is very much appreciated and I thank you very much for that. You might hear some rain in the background. It's pouring rain at the time of this recording, but nonetheless, we're still alive and we're still keeping it going. But Nonetheless, my guest today is a Curtin student student at University of Maryland College Park. She majors in kinesiology and currently plays on their soccer team at UMD as well. And quite frankly, I think she's going to go on and do big things in this world. So without further ado, I give to you Miss Mia Isaac. Mia, welcome to the show. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So I got to ask you, you know, right off the bat, first question, how did you feel about COVID back in March, ending your freshman year? Because there was a lot of rumblings, a lot of like stuff going on at the time. But once it was official, like and everything shut down, how did that make you feel? Um, it was honestly kind of hard to transition from like being in person and going to classes every day and going to practice. And then uh, we literally only had one spring game until literally everything was canceled so it's kind of heartbreaking just because the spring is the time for athletes to like really grind and stuff when they're out of season so um it definitely was a tough route I would say that all of us had to take but um I don't know we're still fighting this thing like right now so it's just like ongoing at this point (laughs) yeah exactly did you find it difficult to manage with classes being online or did over time did you get adjusted to it um, at first, uh, not going to lie, some classes did turn out, like, in my favor when they went online, yeah. but, um, <laughs> uh, definitely, some classes definitely got a little bit harder online, just because you don't have that in-person, like, contact, you don't have a lot of, I personally had tutors and stuff, like, our athletic department provides us with tutors, so, like, a lot of that stuff changed when we went online, so we couldn't get as much help as we needed. So it definitely made me take a step back because it was just like, oh, I don't know what to do now, but 
I mean, I got passed last semester. I did fine. So hopefully this semester turns out the same way. Yeah, exactly. I definitely know what you feel when you said, like, some classes were harder than others because for my psychology class, like, he made the work, like, ten times harder because we were at home. He was like, well, yeah, now the work is going to be even more harder and more rigorous because you guys are going to be in front of your computers. So I was like, are you serious? But, I mean, I adjusted to it pretty well, and I'm still doing it now. Obviously, I wish I could be on campus, but are you on campus right now? I am on campus. I, I go back and forth between campus just because of practice and stuff. So I basically stay here throughout the week, and then I go home on the weekends. So it's not too, too bad. And But, yeah, so I'm basically on campus. Oh, nice. So do you know College Park's plans moving forward with COVID? Are they going to shut down during or after Thanksgiving break? Um, For most cases, yes. Uh, throughout the semester, we've already had, like, a few cases where some dorm halls had to shut down, like one or two, just because, like, the outbreak in that specific hall was uh, getting, like, out of hand. So they kind of just wanted to monitor it before it spread throughout the entire school. But already, compared to how many people are here um, during the normal year, there's literally, like, no one on campus. Like, when you walk around on campus, you will not see, like, anyone, basically. But there still are a lot of people here just, you don't see anyone during the day because there's no classes and stuff and everyone's on their computer in their dorm. But um, definitely after Thanksgiving, uh, I don't think people are going to be allowed to come back, but it's kind of different for athletes because we still have training after Thanksgiving. So for me personally, I will still be up here after Thanksgiving because I have training, but for most uh, other students, I don't think anyone's coming back. Right, and so what are some of the um, safety precautions that the soccer team is taking? Because obviously you guys have been traveling also to going to different universities also. So how do you stay safe during all of that? Well, uh, right now we don't have a season because got we got moved to the spring. So literally the only sport that has a competing season right now is football. And football uh, – actually just got shut down because they had a few cases over the weekend and they had to cancel their game for this Saturday against Ohio State. So a lot of people were pretty bummed. But um, I think pretty, I think only like eight, I don't even know how many of them had it, but they just have to take precautions because the whole team, they're all around each other and stuff and with traveling with games. So like even if a lot of people don't have it, they still have to – all quarantine because they're all around each other and stuff. But uh, football players get tested every single day. So for them, it's very, like, rigorous about, like, if you have it, then you're going to know, like, right away. But for every other sport, we get tested once a week. So it's it's not too, too bad. But, like, for most part, if we have it, we know pretty much right away, too. So Yeah, got you. Man, I feel bad. I feel like I'm putting UMD's business out there for everybody to hear. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, I was just was literally just on the news, like, two seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's all good. No inside information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's great for you, though, that you still get to train and work out with your friends and all that. That's something that's keeping you grounded in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, like, back in that time period when you were in quarantine, what really helped kept you grounded and, you know, prevented you from kind of going insane from, like, not doing anything, really? Um, I would honestly say literally just working out over quarantine, like since I was home, I just did a lot of stuff that I could do 
like in my basement. I just have like a lot of free weights and stuff. So honestly, working out, like working, uh, playing pickup, uh, like the Huntingtown and Northern in our county, like a group of us would all go out and play pickup and stuff with the people that play soccer in our county and just kind of like keep things going. So honestly, if I wasn't working out during quarantine, I probably would have like lost my mind. Yeah. But, um, yeah, honestly, I would just say working out definitely kept me grounded. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, go ahead and shifting gears from that. I'm, I'm I'm done talking about COVID. I gotta ask you, growing up right here in Calvert County, Maryland, Huntington, what was that like for you as a kid? Um, it was definitely, uh, I would say definitely like interesting, just because I originally grew up in like the Upper Marlboro area in PG. So Got you. when I I like started out in a Catholic school called St. Mary's of the Assumption, literally right up, like, uh, in, on 301, literally, like, right next to the Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's, like, over there, but, um, and that was a very, like, family-oriented school, just because it was so small, I literally only had, like, 30 kids in my grade, and the school went from, like, kindergarten to, like, eighth grade, so, like, shifting from that to Calvin County Schools in fifth grade was different, because there was a lot more kids, like, and it wasn't as diverse, too, so that was definitely something to adjust to. But um, then again, like, I had already known a lot of the people because I played soccer in the county. So I knew people that went to my school already and stuff. So it wasn't as, like, hard to adjust. But I would say uh, growing up in Calvin County definitely pushed me academically because the school systems were uh, – a lot harder, I would say, than I would have gotten if I had stayed in the school system in PG. So I would say it definitely, like, pushed me a little bit to come out and, like, make a name for myself, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And so looking back on it now, I mean, you probably answered it. Would you prefer Calvert County Public Schools or PG uh, Public Schools? Um, to get to where I am right now, I probably would say Calvert County Schools. Right. Yeah, I, f- I feel you. But, you know, I also do wish that we had a more diverse area here. You know, I've been here my whole life, so I've never really been around people my kind or my color. So just the fact that I'm going to a HBCU now, I'm glad that I do have that experience. Definitely. Yeah. And so um, growing up, what were some of the morals and values that your parents and your family taught you? Um, well, my mom is actually from Guyana, which is, like, a small country in South America, so she's actually, like, West Indies, so a lot of, like, morals came from just, like, all about family, just that type of culture. Um, I lived right next to, like, my aunt, so, like, we were literally just very close as a family, and I don't know, my dad, he definitely was very family-oriented, too. He literally, like, to this day, you can just tell how much they care for me and my sister Raven, and they would do anything for us. So it definitely falls back on us as well because we look up to them. They're our role models, and um, they really just, like, set our standards of how to be a good person and basically how to work hard, like, what work ethic you need to succeed in life and uh, how to basically set yourself up for you and your kids and your kids' kids and just how to keep the family teams going. 
Right, absolutely. And the relationship with your sister, I'm sure you guys are pretty close. Um, how, how, how symbolic is that relationship to you, the bond that you two have? Me and my sister are actually very, very close. I actually just got off the phone with her uh, before this. But um, definitely when she um, went to college when I was a junior in high school, it was hard because I literally always went to school with her. I always saw her in the hallways. I always went home with her. We went to practice together, like we played soccer. We played for the same club team. Whenever she had a tournament, like, my dad would be with me, my mom would be with her. So it was just, like, we had very similar lifestyles growing up just because we were both very involved in, like, competitive sports. But um, I would definitely say she is, if not my best friend, definitely, like, the closest thing I have to a best friend. I guess you could say that. Yeah. We're very similar. Yeah, I definitely do feel you on that. Me and my cousin, you know, we're first cousins. We grew up, you know, together. We're pretty much basically at the hip. We haven't got to that point yet where we've kind of gone our separate ways. But uh, that's kudos to you that you still reach out to your sister and you guys still have that bond and keep in touch with each other because you'll definitely need it the older you get. Yeah, it's definitely harder to, like, once you're both in college, um, you can definitely see how we're both on different schedules like obviously I'm here right now like she's doing online school right now finishing her uh senior year at Stevenson so she's going to be done in the spring so we're both very busy so it's very easy to lose touch with family members and stuff once you hit that college stuff uh stage but we're definitely still very close Oh, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. And so shifting gears from that, I want to talk to you about sports. Um, When you were a kid, you obviously started playing soccer. Was that something that you wanted to do as a kid or is it something that your parents placed you in? Um, This is actually funny because originally when I was little, I was placed in dance. (laughs) And I hated dance. Literally hated dance. My mom has scrapbooks literally from like the time I was born to like now, like Every stage of my life, like, she has put in a scrapbook. And if you look at the scrapbook, scrapbook pictures, I'm literally, like, pr- like not even smiling in any of my dance pictures. But um, basically, when I was in the Catholic school system at the time, I wanted to – they had a team for the school, a soccer team, and I wanted to play. And I literally just fell in love with the game. And then my dad was like, oh, well, I guess you're done with dance. So I literally just quit dance. And I started playing soccer when I was, like, five or six. So wow. that's kind of how I went. Oh, that's what's up. That's so cool. And so as you've gotten older and you've been playing the sport for about 14 years now, is it something that's become your passion, or do you do it just for the fun of it? Um, I would definitely say at one point it was my passion because uh, de- definitely during, like, the middle school and, like, rising high school age, I was very, very – into soccer but as you get older obviously you change you're into more things you're looking at your future like what are you going to be doing for the rest of your life and a lot of people always ask me like oh do you want to go professional like do you want to are you going to play for the national team all this stuff like I'm going to see you on tv one day I'm like um I don't know because I've been doing this for so long so it's like uh, at some point, I'm going to have to hang up the, the cleats, and it's just like, I don't know if I want to continue to do that because I want uh, another life for myself. I want to have a regular life with a family.
I definitely think I still have a passion for it, but it's definitely been. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers diluted over the years just because I've gotten older and that's just what happens when you get older but uh and, and my body is already banged up from it too so it's just as a matter of time uh, after college I'll probably be done with soccer so uh, it's definitely for fun and uh, there is some passion behind it I would say yeah I was going to ask you that too like have you ever had any like any major injuries or minor injuries while playing the sport I have not luckily not on wood um <laughs> It's very hard to see how people adjust to those injuries because I've seen it firsthand so many times. So it's just like very unfortunate that happens to the people around me. But luckily, I have not had those type of injuries. So I've been blessed to say that, but hopefully it continues like that. Yeah, absolutely. Injuries, like, they're the worst. And I don't even play sports. Like, I have anxiety of just tripping and just falling, like, right on my teeth. And my teeth just cut, fall out of my mouth. And it's just awful. <laughs> but as an athlete, you know, that's definitely a blessing that you haven't, you know, been injured. And some of your bones are still preserved because it definitely catches up to you the order you get. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And so what are some of the things that mentally prepares you for a game or before you go into a practice? What kind of psychs you up and prepares you for that moment? Um, I would definitely say music. Music definitely gets me pumped up. I have a game day playlist in my house, and it's literally just any type of music you can think of that will turn you up from Drake Little to Lil Wayne, like some Rick Ross in there, I don't know, anything you can throw in there uh, that will just get you going. But, yeah, definitely every team that I've been on, we always play music before games just because it lines up the mood. It gets people going, so um, I would definitely say music is something that gets my mind right. Yeah, I feel you. Drake is definitely motivating. Old Drake, I don't mean this new Drake. Like, I was in the car the other day, and the radio came on, and there was, like, this club-type new Drake beat song that came on. I was like, this is trash, man. Turn this song. <laughs> it was just absolutely garbage. But that's cool, though. I know with me, I like rock music a lot. Whenever I go on a jog, I, like, pump myself up to rock music, obviously rap music. I love that stuff, too. And just different, like, variety of R&B stuff, too. That usually pumps me up before I go work out. 
Yeah, honestly, rock music definitely gets you pumped up too. I might have to look in more into rock music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I love uh, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> like him and Post Malone. I know you know that song that came out like a like a year ago or last year. Like I, I got me onto Ozzy, and then I started listening to some of his old music. I was like, ah, okay, this guy's onto something. I don't know what he's saying half the time, but I, I dig it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, go ahead and uh, shifting gears from that. Besides soccer, what are some of the other uh, some of the other hobbies that you do in your spare time? Um, so recently over quarantine, actually, I got into golf a lot, and I was going golfing like every single day because um, my boyfriend Mateo he was very into golf too, so we would go to the range and stuff and hit balls, and he was obviously trying to teach me, like, his ways and stuff. So uh, I learned how to swing. I learned how to hit a driver. I learned how to hit an iron. So I was I was actually okay at one point, but golf is just not something you can pick up, like, if you haven't played in, like, three months. So yeah. I'm a little rusty. I definitely would be a little rusty right now, but um, golf is definitely something that I was looking at as a hobby, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, did you find it peaceful being out on the court out there? I mean, the course. I'm sorry, not the court. Did you find it peaceful out there, you know, golfing? Definitely peaceful, yeah. Uh, golf is actually a very beautiful sport if you really look at how it's made up and how people, like, the size behind the swing is very, very, like, interesting to me because it's kind of opposite of what you think it is. And, um it's, I don't know. It's just—it's actually a very cool sport. Like, if I had time, I would definitely look more into it and maybe like start playing a lot more. Yeah, I feel you. And what kind of advice do you have the people out there listening right now who are looking or trying to find a hobby, but they're having a hard time finding it? Um, honestly, it would—I would say you're only. Honestly, your, a lot of your hobbies come from people around you. So, like, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten into golf if it wasn't for my boyfriend or my dad, like, who are kind of into golf. So I would honestly ask a friend, like, hey, like, is there anything you'd like to do on the weekends that, like, I can join you with? Like, I don't know. If I, anything, like, honestly look up online, like, fun hobbies to do that you can do in a short amount of time or something because there's a lot of stuff to do out there besides the things that you do on a normal basis so yeah exactly it's always good to kind of take yourself out from your schedule and do something that you enjoy something that's unorthodox and something that brings you peace in a lot of ways yeah yeah and so shifting gears from that i want to talk about your time at Huntington high school during your time there do you have any mentors or teachers there who you credit as to helping you get to where you're at now um, I would definitely say Gross, the athletic director. Yep. He was always uh, someone that I could go talk to in the middle of the day, go in his office. If I'm like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom, literally go to Gross's office and <laughs> <laughs> talking to him. Uh, I don't know. He's just uh, always been a father figure to me. Uh, at school, just literally everyone at school used to think he was my dad. Literally, he was like... <laughs> So cool. You should think it was my dad because, like, we would joke about it. And be like, he'd be like, "Yeah, that's my daughter." And then I was like, "No, that's not my actual dad. Like, don't listen to him." But uh, <laughs> he was definitely someone that um, pushed me too, as well, just because he knew my potential and he knew that as a young black athlete at Huntington, I was good enough to make a name for myself, and he didn't want to see me lose that potential. 
pencil. So he was always on uh, my back trying to get me to where I am today. So he was definitely someone that uh, was a good mentor to me. Yeah, exactly. It's good to have a lot of mentors, you know, just people who believe in you and just drive you to be, you know, passionate about what you're doing while also challenging you too. So that's incredible that you had gross on your side. Yeah. Yeah, and you've also won a lot of championships, and you've accomplished a lot with soccer at Huntingtown too. Um, it's a lot. It's a long list. I don't want to get into it, or you could talk about it. But how did that feel? You know, accomplishing those achievements. Um, it honestly, it was a good feeling in high school. Uh, Huntingtown, in general, their soccer program has always been known to be a very good soccer program. Just and in the whole state, honestly, like we're very recognized in the state. So um, the players that came before me definitely led a good program. And I was just kind of there to kind of keep it going. But um, I definitely think my, my class, I would say, we definitely uh, made a good name for ourselves when we went to the state championships in my junior year. And unfortunately, we lost to Ligonor in penalty kicks, but we had such a good season, and it was just heartbreaking to see it all go to waste just because of penalty kicks. And I actually literally missed my penalty kick that game, so that was heartbreaking too. But um, I think it was just a good ride at Huntington, and I think we all did what we needed while we were there. And... um, yeah, I hope they're still continuing that soccer program. I know Charlie Raphael is a good coach, so as long as he's there, I know he'll keep the program going. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I'm sure in soccer and with academics, too, you've had times where you've had some low points, some challenging points. What helped, what helped or what helps you, you know, to this day help you overcome those challenges? Um, I would honestly say just, like, the drive for the game, like, literally, I, at that point, I just knew that I uh, wanted to play in uh, in college, and I I don't even know, I didn't get recruited until my junior year, and, like, the spring of my junior year, so I, I just kept grinding, and I just wanted to basically keep myself in shape for me to get to where I am now, and it takes a lot because I know a lot of people that go through high school and they stop playing or they come back to the game because they realize they want to play or they kind of take a turn and fall out of the game and don't really work as hard anymore. So it really just that push to where you want to be in four years and where you see yourself. And if you want to be playing soccer in four years, then you got to keep playing soccer so that'll happen. Yeah, that's a that's a nice approach to look at it. And even, you know, beyond, you know, sports, it could be with a job, it could be with school, it could be anything where you look at it as, okay, why am I doing this? What is the purpose of me, you know, doing this? And like you said, if you see yourself continuing to do it within three to four years from now, then you might as well keep going. Obviously, um, it's there's more to doing it than just sucking it up and doing it, you know. You should reach out and talk to people if you do have worries, but it's finding that strength within yourself to keep going, to push towards your goal. Definitely. Yeah, and so what swayed you to choose College Park versus attending a school out of Maryland? Um, honestly, it's just 
the simple fact that Maryland is home and there's no better feeling than repping your home state, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's just like, for me, it was very family oriented too because I, basically my whole life, like my, my parents... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Not both of them, like my dad was always at my games, so it was a big factor in choosing my school because of the fact that I don't like it. Was it would just feel weird if I was playing if like I didn't have someone in the stands for me that was from back home, or if like someone that I was close to and like who I want to play for isn't there. So um, it's definitely a lot easier if. Literally, you come up the street on uh, 50 minutes to an hour, you can watch your daughter play soccer at a Big Ten school. So that was definitely a big factor uh, yep. in choosing Maryland. And also, Maryland is a very good school in general. So um, it, I knew that this school was going to push my education and uh, definitely make me work hard while I'm here. So that was yep. definitely why I picked Maryland. Yeah, I feel you 100%. Like, you need that support from your family when you're choosing university. That was probably the big reason why I chose to stay in state. I had no desire to leave Maryland whatsoever. And I'm glad that I made that decision because I still have the support from my family. So kudos to you for having that, you know, that mindset and not, you know, trying to push yourself and thinking that, oh, okay, well, I can go out of state and do this. You were set on your goals and you went and you did it. Definitely, yeah. It, it makes a huge difference when uh, your teammates are complaining about, oh, like, my flight home is so expensive. I'm like, oh, I got an hour drive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it definitely uh, makes up for it in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And so your first year at College Park, even though it was cut short, uh, how would you describe your first year there? Like, what what did you go through during that time period? Um, I would definitely say my first year was eye-opening because the school is very, very big, mm-hmm. and you do not realize it until you get to the school and you're a student at the school and you realize that you are one in a million, literally. So, like, I, I, I literally remember, like, one of my first uh, lecture halls and I get in the class, and there's 300 other people sitting next to me. I'm just like, what are we all doing? Like, there's one person teaching us, like, people are sleeping, people are going in and out of their rooms. Like, it's honestly just crazy being at this school because you really have to know your place and know where you are personally and do not worry about anyone else around you because you are the only one that can determine 
your success, basically. So, of course, there's a lot of people around you that will help you. Like, granted, since I am in the athletic department, I do have a lot of people looking out for me. And um, it's very it's very helpful to have that because if I did, I don't know where I would be in the school, honestly. I'd probably be lost. But uh, definitely, uh, it's definitely eye-opening to see that really, like, when you are out here in life, you have to focus on yourself and focus on what you need to do and don't worry about what anyone else is doing because if you do, then you're not going to be able to have what you have at the end of the day yeah absolutely i totally agree with that all right this next thing i'm gonna say it's gonna lead into a question uh, and so when i first started as, off at csm i thought i was this um small fish in this really big pond and then over time i adapted to it and then when i transferred to Bowie state this semester i was in these different classes i went on campus for the first time everything was so different and it was like once again i'm this small fish in this big pond that's university when you first got to maryland at first did you look at yourself at that way um I did, but I didn't grant it that because I had already had a lot of friends because I was, again, on the soccer team, and I had already met a lot of athletes. So right. the athlete department itself feels like a community, and when you're in that community, a lot of the people around you are going through the same stuff. So it's just like we're all going through this together. We're all waking up early, going to practice, going straight to class afterwards, like, we're all getting treatment, trying to find time for study hall. Like, it's just like, uh, I don't know. The athletic department really made me feel like I had a place at the university. But um, I don't even know what it would be like if I didn't, <laughs> but, like, wasn't on the team just because I couldn't even imagine finding my classes, uh, getting, getting from campus, North Campus to South Campus, like knowing exactly where everything is. So it definitely made me look at the university differently just because I have already it laid out for me. But, uh, yeah. Right, and that's what it's all about, too, having a big, not even a big support group, but a support group in general just to hold you up and, you know, lift you up and uplift you. I always believe in my mind that transparency is key to living a pretty good life, and so I think when you're open and honest with how you're feeling in those times, then that can help you continue towards your goal. Yeah, yep. I totally agree. Yep, and so your major is kinesiology. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> But uh, what made you choose that? Um, I picked kinesiology because I've always been into, um, like, physical therapy around that type of field. And actually, in my senior year, I did an internship, and then I got a job at K. Conway Physical Therapy. They have an office in Prince Frederick and in um, Dunkirk. And I literally loved the job. Like, I was a PT tech, so I basically helped um, patients with, like, their exercises and kind of uh, put them on patients and then kind of, like, be an assistant to the physical ther therapist himself or herself. So after doing that, I really, like, really wanted to do a kinesiology, too, because uh, just it's very sports-related, and I've already been um, – very familiar with a lot of the information too so of course there's a lot of things that go deeper into the major itself but um 
yeah, just that general idea of like PT or like training, athletic training, all that stuff, which is very common around uh, athletes. It kind of just came to me, and I definitely wanted to pursue that for my career. Yeah, and so on your UMD profile, when I was doing some research on you, it said that you wanted to open up your own physical uh, therapist office. What uh, led you to want to do that versus just working at some office? Um, I think a lot, a lot of physical therapy is successful due to whoever is the owner or the whoever is the practice owner of their um, office. So. The science itself is all the same, but you're only as good as how you present your office or how you present your workers. And honestly, like the you, for customers to feel comfortable going to your office, you have to have a good environment, a like pleasing environment visually. So I don't know. I just see myself uh, being able to provide that for people. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what it's all about, you know, providing that comfortability level. Like when you think of a person's office, you'll think, oh, okay, that's the place I want to go to. They take real good care of you and everything like that. So, you know, God willing, hopefully you get your office running and you'll be able to help a lot of people out. Definitely. I hope so. Yeah. And so as a student now, what are some of the things at UMD that you would like to accomplish before you graduate? Um... I would definitely say, um, I don't know, win a Big Ten championship, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's definitely something I would want to accomplish from the soccer standpoint. Um, Academically, though, I would say hopefully get a 4.0, but obviously that's very hard to do at Maryland. Um, But, yeah, that's just the goal that I guess I would still – for myself to drive for but yeah absolutely and so my final question to you before I go ahead and let you go if you could offer a piece of advice to yourself from two years ago or three years ago what would you say to that old Mia um it doesn't get easier from here honestly uh I know honestly I would say um you're only as good as you work and a lot of times I think I took stuff for granted in high school just because I was just naturally gifted at stuff. And uh, college definitely changes your viewpoint on that because not only are you naturally gifted, but everyone around you is naturally gifted. So it definitely makes you want to push harder to make yourself a better version of yourself every day. So, yeah. Yeah, it's all about standing out also as well, because like you said, you know, everybody has the same skills like you. Like, there's a thousand people who are just like me, but what makes me stand out among the rest? So that's what it's all about when it comes to being in college. Definitely. Yeah, well, Mia, I want to thank you so much for your time. I appreciated this conversation, and good luck to you during your semester. No problem. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. You too. Bye. Yep. All right, y'all, this wraps up episode 45 of the Said Talks podcast. Y'all remember to stay blessed and stay encouraged, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.